Today is October the 3rd. Today, we see that God's return is great. As we read through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read Ezekiel 43 to 45. Now, here in this passage, God's glory returns to the temple. And um, Ezekiel tells Israel what they're to do to prepare for God's return, uh, the sacrifices that they're to make. We saw yesterday the immense proportions of the temple. Today in chapter 45, verse 3, the land surrounding the temple that's dedicated to the use of the temple is eight and a third miles long by three and a third miles wide. Right by that land is another portion of land eight and a third miles long by three and a third miles wide dedicated to the Levites. Now that's over 16 miles by uh, seven miles almost. Uh, incredible the, the amount of land that's being proportioned here for use of the temple is immense. And it just goes to show that God's return to his temple is equally immense. Enjoy today as you read Ezekiel 43 to 45. Ezekiel 43 through 45, New Living Translation, Ezekiel 43. After this, the man brought me back around to the east gateway. Suddenly the glory of the God of Israel appeared from the east. The sound of his coming was like the roar of rushing waters, and the whole landscape shone with his glory. This vision was just like the others I had seen, first by the Kibar River, and then when he came to destroy Jerusalem, I fell face down on the ground, and the glory of the Lord came into the temple through the east gateway. And then the Spirit took me up and brought me into the inner courtyard, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple, and I heard someone speaking to me from within the temple, while the man who had been measuring stood beside me. The Lord said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne, and the place where I will rest my feet. I will live here forever among the people of Israel. They and their king will not defile my holy name any longer by their adulterous worship of other gods, or by honoring the relics of their kings who have died. They put their idol altars right next to mine, with only a wall between them and me. They defiled my holy name by such detestable sin, so I consumed them in my anger. Now let them stop worshiping other gods and honoring the relics of their kings, and I will live among them forever. Son of man, describe to the people of Israel the temple I have shown you, so they will be ashamed of all their sins. Let them study its plan, and they will be ashamed of what they have done. Describe to them all the specifications of the temple, including its entrances and exits, and everything else about it. Tell them about its decrees and laws. Write down all these specifications and decrees as they watch, so they will be sure to remember and follow them. And this is the basic law of the temple, absolute holiness, 
The entire top of the mountain where the temple is built is holy. Yes, this is the basic law of the temple. These are the measurements of the altar. There is a gutter all around the altar, 21 inches deep and 21 inches wide, with a curb 9 inches wide around its edge. And this is the height of the altar. From the gutter to the altar rises 3.5 feet, to a lower ledge that surrounds the altar and is 21 inches wide. From the lower ledge, the altar rises 7 feet, to the upper ledge that is 21 inches wide. The top of the altar, the hearth, rises another seven feet higher, with a horn rising up from each of the four corners. The top of the altar is square, measuring 21 feet by 21 feet. The upper ledge also forms a square, measuring 24 and a half feet by 24 and a half feet, with a 21-inch gutter and a 10 and a half inch curb all around the edges. There are steps going up the east side of the altar. Then he said to me, Son of man, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. These will be the regulations for the burning of offerings and the sprinkling of blood when the altar is built. At that time, the Levitical priest of the family of Zadok, who ministered before me, are to be given a young bull for a sin offering, says the Sovereign Lord. You will take some of its blood and smear it on the four horns of the altar, the four corners of the upper ledge, and the curb that runs around the ledge. This will cleanse and make atonement for the altar. Then take the young bull for the sin offering and burn it at the appointed place outside the temple area. On the second day, sacrifice as a sin offering a young male goat that has no physical defects. Then cleanse and make atonement for the altar again, just as you did with the young bull. When you have finished the cleansing ceremony, offer another young bull that has no defects and a perfect ram from the flock. You are to present them to the Lord, and the priests are to sprinkle salt on them and offer them as a burnt offering to the Lord. Every day for seven days, a male goat, a young bull, and a ram from the flock will be sacrificed as a sin offering. None of these animals may have physical defects of any kind. Do this each day for seven days to cleanse and make atonement for the altar, thus setting it apart for holy use. On the eighth day, and on each day afterward, the priest will sacrifice on the altar the burnt offerings and peace offerings of the people. Then I will accept you. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Ezekiel 44 Then the man brought me back to the east gateway in the outer wall of the temple area, but it was closed. And the Lord said to me, This gate must remain closed. It will never again be open. No one will ever open it and pass through, for the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered here. Therefore, it must always remain shut. Only the prince himself may sit inside this gateway and feast in the Lord's presence. But he may come and go only through the entry room of the gateway. Then the man brought me through the north gate to the front of the temple, I looked and saw that the glory of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord, and I fell face down on the ground. And the Lord said to me, Son of man, take careful notice. Use your eyes and ears and listen to everything I tell you about the regulations concerning the Lord's temple. Take careful note of the procedures for using the temple's entrances and exits, and give these rebels, the people of Israel, this message from the Sovereign Lord. O people of Israel, enough of your detestable sins. You have brought uncircumcised foreigners into my sanctuary, people who have no heart for God. In this way you defile my temple, even as you offered me food. 
the fat and blood of sacrifices, in addition to all your other detestable sins, you have broken my covenant. Instead of safeguarding my sacred rituals, you have hired foreigners to take charge of my sanctuary. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. No foreigners, including those who live among the people of Israel, will enter my sanctuary if they have not been circumcised and have not surrendered themselves to the Lord. And then the men of the tribe of Levi, who abandoned me when Israel strayed away from me to worship idols, must bear the consequences of their unfaithfulness. They may still be temple guards and gatekeepers, and they may slaughter animals brought for burnt offerings and be present to help the people. But they encouraged my people to worship idols, causing Israel to fall into deep sin. So I have taken a solemn oath that they must bear the consequences for their sins, says the Sovereign Lord. They may not approach me to minister as priest. They may not touch any of my holy things or the holy offerings, for they must bear the shame of all the detestable sins they have committed. They are to serve as the temple caretakers, taking charge of the maintenance work and performing general duties. However, the Levitical priest of the family of Zadok continued to minister faithfully in the temple when Israel abandoned me for idols. These men will serve as my ministers. They will stand in my presence and offer the fat and blood of the sacrifices, says the Sovereign Lord. They alone will enter my sanctuary and approach my table to serve me. They will fulfill all my requirements. When they enter the gateway to the inner courtyard, they must wear only linen clothing. They must wear no wool while on duty in the inner courtyard or in the temple itself. They must wear linen turbans and linen undergarments. They must not wear anything that would cause them to perspire. When they return to the outer courtyard where the people are, they must take off the clothes they wear while ministering to me. They must leave them in the sacred rooms and put on other clothes so they do not endanger anyone by transmitting holiness to them through this clothing. They must leave them in the sacred rooms and put on other clothes so they do not endanger anyone by transmitting holiness to them through this clothing. They must neither shave their heads nor let their hair grow too long. Instead, they must trim it regularly. The priests must not drink wine before entering the inner courtyard. They must choose their wives only from among the virgins of Israel or the widows of the priests. They may not marry other widows or divorced women. They will teach my people the difference between what is holy and what is common, what is ceremonially clean and unclean. They will serve as judges to resolve any disagreements among my people. Their decisions must be based on my regulations, and the priests themselves must obey my instructions and decrees at all the sacred festivals, and see to it that the Sabbaths are set apart as holy days. A priest must not defile himself by being in the presence of a dead person unless it is his father, mother, child, brother, or unmarried sister. In such cases, it is permitted. Even then, he can return to his temple duties only after being ceremonially cleansed and then waiting for seven days. The first day he returns to work and enters the inner courtyard and the sanctuary, he must offer a sin offering for himself, says the Sovereign Lord. The priest will not have any property or possessions of land, for I alone am their special possession. Their food will come from the gifts and sacrifices brought to the temple by the people, the grain offerings, the sin offerings, and the guilt offerings. Whatever anyone sets apart for the Lord will belong to the priest. 
the first of the ripe fruits, and the gifts brought to the Lord will go to the priest. The first batch of dough must also be given to the priest, so the Lord will bless your homes. The priest may not eat meat from any bird or animal that dies a natural death or that dies after being attacked by another animal. When you divide the land among the tribes of Israel, you must set aside a section for the Lord as his holy portion. This piece of land will be eight and one-third miles long and six and two-third miles wide. The entire area will be holy. A section of this land measuring 875 feet by 875 feet will be set aside for the temple. An additional strip of land, 87 and a half feet wide, is to be left empty all around it. Within the larger sacred area, measure out a portion of land 8 and one-third miles long and 3 and one-third miles wide. Within it, the sanctuary of the most holy place will be located. This area will be holy, set aside for the priests who minister to the Lord in the sanctuary. They will use it for their homes, and my temple will be located within it. The strip of sacred land next to it, also eight and one-third miles long and eight and one-third miles wide, will be a living area for the Levites who work at the temple. It will be their possession and a place for their towns. Adjacent to the larger sacred area will be a section of land eight and one-third miles long and eight and two-thirds miles wide. This will be set aside for a city where anyone in Israel can live. Two special sections of land will be set apart for the prince. One section will share a border with the east side of the sacred lands and the city, and the second section will share a border on the west side. Then the far eastern and western borders of the prince's land will line up with the eastern and western borders of the tribal areas. These sections of land will be the prince's allotment. Then my prince will no longer oppress and rob my people. They will assign the rest of the land to the people, giving an allotment to each tribe. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Enough, you princes of Israel. Stop your violence and oppression, and do what is just and right. Quit robbing and cheating my people out of their land. Stop expelling them from their homes, says the Sovereign Lord. Use only honest weights and scales, and honest measures, both dry and liquid. The homer will be your standard unit for measuring volume. The ephah and the bath will each measure one-tenth of a homer. The standard unit for weight will be the silver shekel. One shekel will consist of twenty geras, and sixty shekels will be equal to one minna. You must give this tax to the prince, one bushel of wheat or barley for every sixty you harvest, one percent of your olive oil, and one sheep or goat for every two hundred in your flocks in Israel. These will be the grain offerings, burnt offerings, and peace offerings that will make atonement for the people who bring them, says the Sovereign Lord. All the people of Israel must join in burning these offerings to the prince. The prince will be required to provide offerings that are given at the religious festivals, the new moon celebrations, the Sabbath days, and other similar occasions. He will provide the sin offerings, burnt offerings, grain offerings, liquid offerings, and peace offerings to purify the people of Israel, making them right with the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, In early spring, on the first day of each new year, sacrifice a young bull with no defects to purify the temple. The priest will take blood from this sin offering and put it on the doorpost of the temple. The four corners of the upper ledge of the altar and the gatepost at the entrance of the inner courtyard. 
Do this also on the seventh day of the new year for anyone who has sinned through error or ignorance. In this way, you will purify the temple. On the fourteenth day of the first month, you must celebrate the Passover. This festival will last for seven days. The bread you eat during that time must be made without yeast. On this day of Passover, the prince will provide a young bull as a sin offering for himself and the people of Israel. On each of the seven days of the feast, he will prepare a burnt offering to the Lord, consisting of seven young bulls and seven rams without defects. A male goat will also be given each day for a sin offering. The prince will provide a basket of flour as a grain offering and a gallon of olive oil with each young bull and ram. During the seven days of the Festival of Shelters, which occurs every year in early autumn, the prince will provide the same sacrifices for the sin offering, the burnt offering, the grain offering, along with the required olive oil. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see the new city.